Hello and welcome to Accessible Theology. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Michael. And our goal is to make the study of God's word accessible to our listeners so that we and you would better love God, know truth, and live accordingly. Hello and welcome back to Accessible Theology. It's Michael and Aaron here again. And Aaron will be answering a listener question uh, today. Uh, The question that has been asked to us is, is it wise for Christians to listen to and enjoy stand-up comedy? Uh, So that's the question that's been asked, and Aaron and I will kind of tease that out. We're going to give Aaron three minutes, as usual, to work through this in a succinct way, and then we'll kind of extrapolate and add you know, more comments to that later. Uh, the verse I want to read that kind of set this, set the tone for this is just going to be from Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3, verse 4, where we read, There is a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. So, Aaron, I just want to give this broad verse and allow you the the freedom to answer this question and work through through it for our listeners. So you can start doing that now. Thank you for giving me the freedom, um, because that's exactly what we're talking about. I think I think that this falls into what is often termed um, Christian liberty or, or, or freedom, however you'd want to say it. Um, so the question, again, is it wise for Christians to enjoy stand-up comedy? This is a wisdom question, so it's not, I don't think it's a blanket yes or no. Um, I would say just at the outset, I don't think that there's anything inherently sinful or wrong with stand-up comedy (laughs) i don't think that if you know if you're a stand-up comedian that you are sinning every time you perform or whatever it may be so i I think there are some specific issues that we must then deal with uh, because i I do think that this is a good question I, i would say that there can be times where stand-up comedy falls into the category of of sin, I think, for instance, of, of like Ephesians 4, 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. If, um, if we are laughing at and glorifying and, you know, making much of sin, then I think we start moving into categories of, of it not being wise. But all throughout scripture, we see instances of laughter. Michael just read the verse. There's a time for laughter. So laughter is, I think, something that that we are to enjoy, and it's something that we can uh, even find, uh, find pleasure in. Uh, that's what God designed it to be. Um, so the, the, the question being, is it wise for Christians to enjoy stand-up comedy, has to come down to um, a matter of faith. And, and so Romans 14, again, anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. If you are being convicted in listening to stand-up comedy, then it is not wise for you to partake. Uh, and so you shouldn't. Uh, but, but that's, that's, I think, something that is for your own conscience to determine. Along those lines, though, what I think we don't want to fall into is is this idea where you are imposing your convictions on all other Christians. So, I, I mean, I would just say your convictions aren't my commands. 
However, I should be willing to give up a practice for your good. And, and so that's something I think that has to be taken into account here. If you're convicted by it, but, and I'm not, we probably shouldn't do it together. Uh, and, and probably shouldn't talk about it (laughs) and whatnot after the fact as well. That's three minutes. So I will stop there. Yeah. Thanks, Darren. Um, let me ask a question related to, uh, Christian liberty and wisdom, um, broadly. And then we can kind of work it down into this specific question. Yeah. Do you think that there's a category um, for someone who does have a weaker conscience to grow to the point where they can enjoy those things again? Or or so do you think that, or to take Paul, when Paul talks about it, Romans 14 or in 1 Corinthians 8, mm-hmm. do you think that he has in mind that someone would actually no longer be considered the weaker brother and grow into being able to partake in those things? Or um, would you say that those are lifelong things? So, for example, related to this question of stand-up comedy then, mm-hmm. if someone did have a conscience that was, let's say they were in that field at one point, there's just, there's a ton of vulgarity and they mm-hmm. feel the weight of that. Yeah. Do you think there's a category for them to, to redemptively enjoy that again later? Or would you allow that entirely between them and God? Like, I'm just curious how yeah. you would parse through that. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say... Yes, there is uh, redemptive growth that can happen. Do you think uh, it should be the goal? No, no, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't think that it needs to be like, like. I don't think we need to make the the standard for Christian growth whether or not you can go back into something that um, the 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 scenario that we've contrived here is someone's come out of stand up comedy. They don't want to partake because of the vulgarity. I don't think the, the standard for growth should be, Oh, that person eventually gets to the point where they can then go and listen to vulgarity without being convicted. Um, I think standard for growth should be other things that are explicitly laid out in scripture. Um, but could it happen? Yes. Would I press for it? No. Um, I, you know, I would press for, uh, increasing fruit of the spirit, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but not something like that. No, I don't think yeah. I would. So, so broadly speaking then, mm-hmm. so let's say like there's a category of maybe someone who's known as a Christian prude, right? Sure. Someone who can't participate. I'm not saying that this question comes from someone or that because you wouldn't enjoy mm-hmm. stand-up comedy or certain forms of music or certain Netflix shows, things like that. Yeah. You don't, you're not by nature just because you have a conviction of prude. So I don't yeah. want to suggest that, yeah. but let's say, someone has a conscience that is extremely quick to want to say no to all kinds of things that are in those fields. Mm-hmm. Um, do, does that not then make it difficult for them to be like Paul and become all things for all people? So I'm asking, I want to ask a very specific, does it get to a point where strong convictions on these kind of things actually disallows you to go into people's context and reach them where they're at how do you how would you Mm -hmm, think through that mm -hmm. i think i guess i'm thinking of it in two ways the first way is yes it could prevent them from those contexts but i think there's also the flip side of that where um if that person is prevented from going into that context they 
may be able to um, exhibit uh, a pursuit of holiness instead. Um, and so I, I guess, I guess what I would say is, um, there would be times where they would not be able to do certain things, but, but in not doing those certain things, they may be, uh, showing that they care more about their relationship with God than anything Mm -hmm. else. And, and I think, I think is that, um, it's in, I think first Peter, uh, where he's he's talking about like they're not even going to understand when you can no longer join them in in the things that you used to enjoy together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, first Peter four. First yeah. Peter four. So so while while I think I mean it, that may be the case that may be the God ordained case. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe I'll just try to try to flip there to get the exact verse because that was a terrible paraphrase, but. Yeah, it may be the case that that we're able to show forth holiness instead of um, joining in. So, First Peter four, starting in verse three, for the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you but they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of situation you're talking about? Is that what you're kind of thinking? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I believe that you can honor God and abstaining from things. I also think that, um, I know that in my Christian experience, that's when I first started feeling convicted of my sin and growing in Christ around 18 or 19 years old, mm-hmm. um, I went to the opposite extreme and became a prude for a few sure, years and then sure. had to balance yeah. out. Now, yeah. part of that might just be evidencing that Christ's uh, compelling you to holiness is really strong. I think that that's something to rejoice in, but it can mm-hmm. also um, actually demonstrate immaturity too, if we're not, yeah. not careful. Sure. So I just want to think through this in a way that's yeah. helpful. But yeah, I think that it's entirely possible for someone who is unedified by stand-up comedy or whether it be like, for example, maybe someone has a really uh, just really sympathizes with other people. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not the most sympathetic person. <laughs> okay. So I'm not as so like, news to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, so for me, when, when there's standup comedy, it's picking on someone else or if it's yeah. saying something about a particular group of people, I find it hilarious. Even if that's about my people, sure. I think it's great. Sure. I, I, I can join in that. But if yeah. someone is not like me, if someone's personality really sympathizes and feels the pain of others and, and defends them, mm-hmm then maybe that 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 personality would really struggle with this form and the the way they honor God is by not listening to it. So that's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But the question of is it wise, I think forces us to then come back like Aaron Riley did to Romans 14 and Christian freedom and to ask how do we honor God with the personality we have in the world we are currently living in, right? Yeah, like and yeah. thinking through that that well, there might come a time where a genre of entertainment is so scandalous that maybe you do entirely need to renounce it. It could be. Um, It it really could be. Um, But I think if we parse through this and we think through like I, some of the comedians that I, that I know that I've listened to that I, that I find funny Mm -hmm. are typically ones that more or less will poke fun 
at generic human problems yeah, or yeah. they'll pick on them themselves and things that they have done as opposed to maybe go at other people in offensive ways mm-hmm. um because yeah if they if you're always picking on other people well then maybe maybe that's not edifying and helpful to you right. it's making you jaded towards people right yeah, that, that yeah. could be bad yeah um so then related to this aaron as you think through it and you think through wisdom how do what is the difference between having a bold, wise biblical stance and just always saying Christian freedom? Mm. I just don't have a backbone to deal with this. What? Where, I'm just curious how you can determine that question because I feel like you could easily have the charge put against you that well, every time you ask the tough question, you <laughs> just you know capitulate to sure. Christian freedom. So what is it that is the parameter that's guiding you to be? to not be a jellyfish, you know, spineless Christian, but to actually make a biblical decision on, on a question like this. So what's, what's guiding me other yeah. than the Bible? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and what are explicit things? So what is the category? Are you going off of, well, the Bible doesn't say explicitly thou shalt not listen to yeah. stand up comedy because, or what is that principle that you're utilizing as you think through this question? Um, I guess to to quote a uh, professor we've both had uh, a good place to start is uh, as Dr. Whitney said the Philippians 4:8 principle um, I'm also going to flip there uh, to read that as well because I think that is a that's a good place to start in in considering many things so in Philippians 4:8 he says finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so if you just like if you just read through that uh, just a cursory reading, uh, it sets a pretty high bar for um, I mean even the thought life of a Christian. And so, um, breaking them down into individual categories. What is it? Eight, I think mm-hmm. there are eight categories here uh, that you can kind of filter your experiences through. It's what I'm trying to to do in in answering some of these these wisdom questions, these Christian liberty questions. Because um, if something is not explicitly stated in Scripture. Uh, we have, according again to Peter, we have everything that we need for life and godliness, and we have that in the revealed word of God. And so if if we are trying to think through these wisdom questions, I think Philippians 4.8 is a great place to start uh, to ask the question, is it true? Is it honorable? Is it just? And, and I mean, even just in thinking through stand-up comedy specifically for this question, um, those first three things, uh, I mean, obviously all of them, but I mean they set a high bar for for what it is that we are to be thinking on and how it is that we can rightly live as Christians so that we are living our lives uh, in worship to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think um, we started with the Ecclesiastes thing, and I think mm-hmm. that what that helps point out when it says there's a time to weep, a time to, to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. God has created a world that we live in that is so multi-layered and enjoyable in many facets that I actually, I think, I think the heart of this question that I appreciate is trying to get at the fact that 
you know, if we are watching stand-up comedy or listening to it regularly, if we are partaking in that, are we denigrating the gravity of sin? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are we are we making something that should be thought of as weighty? Or are mm-hmm. we picking on someone's weakness in a way that disrespects the image of God and other humans yeah. and thereby m- means that we are thinking low of the high region of God's creation, which mm-hmm. is, you know, which is a serious mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a very good thing to stop and think about yeah. um, to ask the question is, is laughing at common human foibles and failures mm-hmm. and the finest of man does that, or even sometimes just the outright sinfulness of man, right? Is that reality? Um, does it mean that we don't take sins seriously? I think that that might be maybe the heart of this quote. Trying sure. to wrestle through that is yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Um, and to that, I would say that no, you can actually have a fully orbed understanding of things that you both laugh at it, you can cry at it, you can, you you can seriously reflect on it all at mm-hmm. the same you can have a multi-dimensional understanding mm-hmm. of reality right and i think that actually makes you more human not yeah. less yeah. i think that um we can oftentimes think of in participating in god's world through only one avenue or one way and i, I think we can actually say that if i laugh at something i can also find it wicked in some ways i can find mm-hmm. this but i can mm-hmm. do it in a way that isn't somehow um taking something that should be thought of as serious in a disrespectful uh, little way yeah so yeah. i i think that that might be an important comment to make that we don't that there that that that's how god's created this world that we can view it through all these various lenses right. and understand it better than if we just view it through mm-hmm. maybe one of them. Um, yeah. But we have to be careful. We have to be wise. We have to be discerning yeah. about how we're, how we're doing that. Yeah. I, I mean, just, just even a biblical example that we, we briefly mentioned before we started recording, Elijah was poking fun at idolatry. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is at least biblical warrant for, you know, doing something like that. And, and I mean, Elijah, a prophet was not, you know, making light of, of, of God and was not sinning in doing that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there, there are a lot of things to think through and obviously, you know, we're not going to think through them all in minutes. <laughs> do it comprehensively yeah. by any means. I really uh, like the Elijah example though, because I think what you said is true in that I believe that his, you know, picking on the the bell worshippers and asking essentially, "Is your God in the restroom? Can yeah. He hear you?" Yeah. I think He's actually exposing the absolute irrational stupidity of their belief system. Mm-hmm. So we can say that picking on those things actually just it it puts a different way to view the human experience, and I think you can do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, though, you we have to be careful in all things. We have to be sober minded in everything, right. alert in everything, and. Uh, this this is uh, no different. You can't just turn off your Christian wisdom goggles and yeah. laugh at sin. Right. But we also want to say you can't get so lost in someone's sorrow that you can't see that there's humor in their struggle too. Right. Right. Like we have to be very careful about how we you know navigate this life. So yep. do you have anything else you want to add um, before we close out, brother? Um. No. No, I don't. I think I think I've I've said enough. <laughs> Yeah, thanks again for these questions. Uh, these are helpful things, and I believe that they just force us to think about God's world in 
differing ways. And we hope that these conversations allow you to see maybe the multifaceted way that God's created us to enjoy things. And whether or not you agree with us, we hope that you see that these matters, that we can have disagreement without, you know, uh, without totally casting someone aside, um, but we can have mm-hmm. serious discussions about them. So we thank you for these questions. And we want to charge you in light of talking through wisdom and thinking through things like stand-up comedy in God's world. We want to charge you as always to love God, know truth, and live accordingly. Thank you.